Welcome back to Between Two White Coats, a podcast designed to help you be the healthiest version of yourself. I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, a family medicine doctor. And I'm her co-host, Amber Foster, a family nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We're discussing key issues surrounding health and wellness, answering some of our biggest questions, overcoming health obstacles, and giving patient-centered advice in hopes of educating you and providing the tools you need to live a healthy life. If you find our podcast helpful, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will help other people find our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to serving you. Welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about healthy summer safety. Um, We were talking about summer fun, but we also want to have your summer to be safe. So today, we're going to be talking about just some things that we see in practice and then just one would think would be normal, common knowledge, but sometimes it's not. And so we just want to make sure that we hit some of those high risk. Yes. I think summer is an important time for us to remind ourselves to be safe because summer feels like, oh, the work is done. We we get a break. And so when we can go on break and and maybe go on mental break, we can disengage from staying on top of certain things. And so being on vacation, you know, everyone deserves to be on vacation. The parents deserve to be on vacation too, but you still have to be aware of certain things that you need to do to stay safe um, or sending your kid off to summer camp and that you don't want them coming back with third degree sunburn. (laughs) And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, less structured it's a lot more geared toward relaxing and having fun and so we don't want to take all of the fun out of summer we certainly want you to be able to do all of the amazing things but it's so important that we do them safety safely so that we can remember that the fun is really the focus um, and we keep certain things in mind so there's just a few things that we want to put front of mind for you so that you can enjoy and have a safe and fun summer um, so what comes to mind for you as important things to keep in mind as we move into the summer? Well, when you said third degree burns, so I have a son that has red hair. Yeah. And so sunscreen is like the top of our list for summer. So um, he, they typically go to a camp and it's usually a week-long camp. I'm not there. Um, and on the camp form, you have to fill out like, what are your expectations? And when he was little, I would put that he returns home alive. Like, that's what I put. <laughs> And that he does not come home sunburnt because he was like a seven or eight year old boy not paying attention. And even though I would lather him a million times over, um, you know, he would always get burnt. It just uh, doesn't matter. Well, and you drop them in the morning. So you lather them before they leave. And then they have, you know, a good six. And or yeah, they jump into whatever water. um, The sunscreen's gone. We must reapply. Um, And my son, my husband's black. My son's biracial. And so he will remind me, mommy, I don't have to do as much sunscreen. I have melanin. And I'm like, no, buddy, that's not how that works. You have to do as much sunscreen. So we have to remember that certain pigments, you have to be so careful. But everybody needs sunscreen. sunscreen. And so let's talk about sunscreen. What do you need to know? What sunscreen should you buy? Um, You want to get sunscreen that covers for both UVA and UVB because you can get harm to your skin from both types of sunlight. Um, you want to get sunscreen that is 30 plus. And so there, it gets very confusing. What does the SPF mean? And um, is SPF 8 okay? Um, 
SPF 30 is really what's going to block sunscreen. There's questions about what does SPF mean, and it's not how long you can be in the sun. Yeah. Um, there's no way they would be able to test something for how long you can be in the sun because the sun at 7 a.m. is not the same as the sun at noon. And genre versus Cole yes, are a little different. Totally different. Yeah. So, you know, how long can my son be in without a sunburn versus your son with yeah. red hair? So there there is no way to really say this is how long you can be in the sun um, but there are certain things you want to remember so if you put on an SPF 30 you're going to get much more protection the way that they look at the SPF is to apply it and compare with someone who has no sunscreen how much protection is there from the sun and so the higher the number the more protection and so go with more protection there's a lot of question and controversy if SPF over 50 really means anymore and I think as this boils down it's about 97% protection when you're getting near 50. So it's, you know, how much more is it 99, 99.6, 99.8. Yeah. Um, but you really just, you know, want to get the higher number and make sure you get pr good protection. And in choosing that kind of sunscreen with kids, Lots of times, especially babies, are sensitive to the chemicals that will yeah. create that barrier and to... Babies, um, you have to wait until children are six months to use sunscreen. So otherwise, if you have a baby baby, like less than six months, they should not. you should not use sunscreen. You because their be skin's used, just going to be too sensitive. So you've got to use like the cute little hats and the yeah. little s swim shirts, you know. And keeping them in the shade. Yeah, in the shade. And, you know, babies also can overheat faster. So having them out in the sun, their surface area is more than as they grow. Um, and so they can overheat faster. Yeah. So you want to keep babies in the shade yeah. and you want to have them covered, hats, long sleeves, those types yeah. of things. Um, if they're in the water, you know, and you're, you know, protecting them up in the water, don't have them in there for a long time, go get them to shade. Yeah. And then after six months, you still may want to avoid some of the harsh chemicals of sunscreens um, and do barrier screens like yeah. zinc oxides, yeah. the things that when you rub them on, they leave sort of a white barrier and that's going to help protect from yeah. sunburn. And then when you move on to sunscreen lotions versus sprays, if it says all of this, it, for, for something to have an SPF, the FDA is regulating it. So it's not like other skin creams. Um, for it to say SPF 30, it must have meet, met the same stringent criteria as any other SPF 30. So SPF 30 spray should be equally protectant to SPF 30 lotion. Unless you're my kids and you're squirming and I'm like, please stop. And yes. Let me, so it's and all application too. It is all application. So I personally do not use the spray because... they're like this. Yes. I don't use it on myself. I don't use it on my son. One thing you do have to remember is that the sprays when they're aerosol, when they're aerosolized, um, you don't want to breathe that in. That can cause damage to your lungs. And so don't spray uh, people's faces. Spray it on hands and then rub it on faces. But to use the spray, you're supposed to be a certain distance, very close. You're supposed to spray until they glisten, whatever that means. Spray like, until they cold. glisten. It's cold. It's freezing. Yes, and they're running and they're trying to get in the water. Um, and uh, and then you're supposed to rub it in because the issue with the spray really is you can miss spots. You know, if you're out further and they're moving around, you can miss spots. So you're supposed to spray and then and then rub to make sure that you get good coverage. I think mm -hmm. that the issue with the spray is not that it's inferior, but that it may be applied in an inferior way. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to put your sunscreen on 
20 to 30 minutes before getting sun exposed. Let it soak in, let those chemicals start to create that barrier. I've started putting my sunscreen in the bathroom. And so if I'm going to go to the pool or um, going out to the beach, I when I'm putting my swimsuit on, I put my sunscreen on. And so I've got a really good, and I find that in the well-lit bathroom, when I don't have sand on my feet or other things, I'm applying much more thoroughly. <laughs> yes. um, I was sort of a, a known for like the weird flip-flop marks on my foot because I put sunscreen everywhere except for one foot. Yeah. And so I do much better if I do it in the bathroom. Um, but also remember you're supposed to reapply your sunscreen. Um, the sunscreen does not last eight hours. Mm-hmm. And so you are supposed to reapply every couple hours and you're supposed to reapply any time that you've gotten into water or potentially rinsed it off. The best sunscreen is really the one that you're going to use or that yeah. your kids are going to use. And so I typically will try to use the lotion before I leave the house, get all of the areas as good as possible. And then when we're out at the pool or the beach, we kind of default then to the spray right, because it's it's faster, it's easier. I, I kind of try to get dry and yeah. then I'm more likely to reapply with the, the spray yeah. and um, and I'm pretty bad about reapplying. I yeah. think, you know, I do a good job of putting it on the first time and then I forget. Yeah. Um, but I will also say, you know, my mother passed away from aggressive melanoma and that really changed things for me on yeah. recognizing the importance of um, protecting ourselves from the sun and melanoma being a, pati- a, a um, potentially genetic cancer. I try to be much more careful. And so since I'm not great at reapplying, I have really invested in getting a cute rash guard shirt that matches my swimsuit. And so I have a big hat and I wear the rash guard shirt that, you know, covers my all the way down to my wrist. And they have cute ones. I mean, you can be really cute cute with the the rash guard now. Yes. And so that keeps, you know, up to neck uh, covered. And um, and then, you know, making sure that you sit under an umbrella, you create shade. Those are and have a a good a good hat. Those are great ways to protect yourself from sunglasses while you're out there. Protection of your eyes. Yeah, so really bright light can create issues and damage to your eyes over time. And so making sure that you wear sunglasses, it's not just a fashion factor. Yeah. It actually protects your eyes and your yeah. vision. Um, and and for those of you who might be vain like Amber and I, yeah. it keeps you from squinting as much and getting some of those crow's wrinkles. Yeah, a little bit of crow's feet that you might be able to avoid. Um, and so definitely being prepared for the sun uh, and have your sunscreen in all the different bags. Um, now, I, I, one thing I realize is I have last year's sunscreen and like when and it I, does expire, like yeah. there's, there's an expiration date on. on and so the watch for your expiration dates because if you're anything like me, you don't realize it's five years old. Um, <laughs> but all sunscreen is supposed to be good for three years. The FDA regulates it and makes all of the manufacturers say that it will be good for three years. So you can use last year's yeah. sunscreen. But if you don't see an expiration or if it was on the box then write a date on your sunscreen so that you know if this was a really old bottle it's not going to offer you any protection and you'll think you're doing something that's not going to work yeah so definitely protect yourself from the sun go out have fun i love being outside but sunscreen is my friend and if you're outside hydration is a big deal um, you can get out there and you, before you know it, you're dehydrated because you're sitting out there sweating. Yes. You know, like with the, the sun not, comes the I heat. I mean, it can just be like you chilling on the beach, but it also can be activities. So like you might be riding bikes more or, you know, 
playing volleyball or whatever you like to do in the in the sun and you can get hot yeah. and sweaty and get dehydrated. So we have sure. quite a few cases in the summer where people come in, especially older people, and they tell me that they were in their yard and they got dizzy or lightheaded. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a, a real indication of dehydration. Um, you're not, you don't have enough volume, so you're not getting enough volume to your brain. Um, but when people are outside working in their yard and mowing the grass, they're just determined to get it done and they can overheat. Um, and you might not feel that hot, but you've got to have scheduled water breaks. Okay. So stop and drink water. Make sure you're paying attention. Get at least 64 ounces. And if yeah. you're going to be gonna active say, in the heat. I read a, a National Institute of Health uh, article that was saying about anywhere from 70 to 90 during the summer ounces, because, unless you have a contraindication. Makes perfect sense, yes. Um, like with heart failure or something where you, you can't drink that much. But for the average person, that's a safe amount to be able to drink if when, if and when you're active outside in the heat. Because we're really saying like 64 ounces should be your baseline. So yeah. if you're sweating out more, you need to yeah. have more. Yeah. yeah. So hydration, sunscreen. What else do we need to remember? Um, particularly water safety, um, as I, I see – and you do too, but I see a lot of the pediatric patients um, here in the clinic, and I always ask if p- children know how to swim. The number one answer is always yes, which then the mom or dad looks at the, the child and is like, no, they cannot swim without floaty. So kids tend to be very confident around yeah. water. So I, that's And intrigued of, by water. Yeah, it looks fun. like fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so water safety is a huge deal. It's something that I talk about at every wellness visit. Even if your wellness visits at Christmas time, I will be saying, do you know how to swim? It is such a huge deal to know how to swim and to at least be able to save yourself, like at least tread, be able to tread water. And there's so many people, not just um, pediatric patients, but even adult patients that like they didn't have access to water or they you know didn't swim for various reasons and they don't know how to swim. And so that's yes. a huge, huge thing for me it is, is water safety and being, uh, being able to swim. When I looked up the statistics on this, it was so alarming. The number one cause of death in children ages one to four is drowning. And the number two cause of accidental death in children under 14. So really, if we could prevent kids from drowning, it would be so impactful. And what a just terrible, horrible, it feels preventable. But please, if your children cannot swim, get them swim lessons. Um, I saw on our local news, this woman uh, in Atlanta has started something called Swim School, S-W-E-M, and you can find that online. And these are are free swim classes made available um, so that anyone of any age who can't swim can learn how to swim. Water can be very scary and intimidating as you're older and you don't swim, but this is something you can learn. So we strongly encourage everybody to learn how to swim and make sure that your kids are in swim lessons so that they can at least get themselves safely to the side. And I know like uh, the pedal jumpers, like the the uh, quote-unquote life jackets, um, the, yes, those are great, but those are also not safe. I mean, they're safe, but they are not true safety devices. Like if a yes. child were to go forward then they were not strong enough to pull themselves back up, you know, then they still yes, could so drown. if they can be face down in the water yeah. and can't get themselves rolled right. over. And some of those um, that are really big and bulky right around the chest, mm-hmm. um, a forward. kid cannot get themselves turned Put over it. in those. So, like, just because you've got your child in a puddle jumper does not mean that it is safe for them to run around. Like, I am a nervous wrecker on a yes. pool. We have a pool. My children know how to swim. My, ch- my children at this time are 13 and 15. I will not let them at 13 and 15 get in our pool without an adult present, period. Um, mm-hmm. And they're 
they're like, mom. Things can go wrong. I yes. don't care. Yes. I'll tell them to tell their therapist when they grow up. It's <laughs> fine. I don't care. Um, because it is just such a huge deal. So, and I think you bring up that false sense of confidence when yeah. you have a kid who's a decent swimmer. My son's on a swim team. He does all the strokes. Swimming is his sport. And I don't let him in the ocean go out uh, beyond his knees and otherwise we have to be with him because those riptides, you hear about strong adult men who get pulled out and drowned. Mm -hmm. And so you just, you know, when when there's current, you can't be too careful. And so like just, I know this sounds very, very basic, but just watching your children, not that I'm blaming anyone of being a bad parent because I have been there with the kids. Absolutely. But um, making sure you're watching your kids. We've had, um, we had a football party. My my kids, um, I've always been involved in sports and we had a rec team come and I asked all the children and their parents, do you know how to swim? Do you know how to swim? They all told me yes, which I figured was probably not the truth. So (laughs) I sat at literally sat on the side of the pool watching and I could see this one kid and he was walking because he he, I knew he didn't know how to swim and so you know like the dip that goes down and he went down and I immediately I could see panic so I jumped Mm -hmm. in and got him and he was like you saved my life Miss Amber and I was like don't you ever go past this point again yeah but like because the panic kicks in too the panic kicks in and And even sometimes when kids can put their feet down when the panic kicks in they can't it doesn't occur to so just making sure that you're you're paying attention I love to read I love to sit at the pool and read it's one of my favorite things to do but if my kids or other children are near me I'm 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 like a lifeguard we have to be we yeah. have to be um and when we're talking about water we have to remember boat safety is very different lots of times people like to um get on the boat have some drinks have a lake day um so if you're gonna if you're gonna jump off of a boat have a uh, okay. life jacket on um lots of things are unpredictable when you're jumping into murky lake water and we've heard way too many stories of people oh. who have jumped into lake water and something happened and no one figured out why the person didn't come back up have a life jacket on Mm -hmm. Um, and especially if people have had a few drinks and they're out at the lake have a life jacket on when you're getting into the water have a life jacket on while you're cruising around it's you know it it may not feel like the most fun thing but it sure does (laughs) save people's lives Um, and so just water safety in general being smart when you're around the water unfortunately the water takes a lot of lives Mm -hmm. and and we don't want to look back and wish that we had done these things Um, Other summertime safety, summertime fun, we've talked about hydration and water safety and protecting ourselves from the sun. Um, With the sun comes heat, and so we also have to be careful in the car. Um, And remembering that cars heat up ridiculously fast. And so if you're running in somewhere for a short time, leaving a pet or a child in the car in heat, never. never. It's it's Never. never okay, and you don't want to experiment with how fast your car will heat up. It's faster than you think. And then also we get distracted, and unfortunately we hear about the stories of kids who are left in cars, in their car seats, and so there are alarms for that we always think it's not going to be us but I would rather be prepared and never need it yeah. than to have needed it and not had it yeah. so you may want to invest in one of these alarms for your car seat so you can um, have extra safety to make sure that you don't my accidentally leave a little one in a car seat when I like when I get in my own vehicle it's hot and so car seats you know a lot of times have metal and so um, making sure that those are not hot That's as well to yeah. heat their skin yeah so when you when you hook them in yeah. to make sure that you're not hooking them in and burning 
burning them with that. Yeah. And talking about skin safety, um, there's a lot more bugs. There's a lot yes. more being outdoors, which is all fun, um, and bites and tick bites. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that comes with tick bites in many parts of the country now is Lyme's disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. And so if you have a tick bite that uh, afterwards you feel some fatigue, low-grade fever, um, about 80% of people will get a target rash, looks like a bullseye. Um, not everybody gets the rash, but if you've had a tick and you feel kind of lousy, you need to be tested for that. You need mm-hmm. to see your provider. Um, but remembering not everyone realizes when they've had a tick on yeah. them. And other bug bites, checking your skin for bug bites, checking your kid's skin because bug bites can get infected and then they're going to be treated. Yes, they itch and, yes. and that bad things can happen with that. Um, helmet safety is a big one for, for me as when I see the Absolutely. kids, um, which even for adults, I, my kids are like, mom. And I still, I'm like, I don't care. Um, if it has wheels, that's the rule when I do for my kids. And that's the rule I tell my patients is that if it has wheels, if it is a bike, if it is a scooter, if it is, um, roller skates or a skateboard, please wear a helmet. Yes. And this is what you need to know. It is the short distance down the driveway that tends to create the really big injuries. Yes. So it's a, you know, it's not okay to be like, well, I'm just going a few feet that's where you can fall so yeah. it's always the and helmet ATVs hangs too. right there with it and when you get on whatever has wheels you put your yeah. helmet on before you do anything and then of course I'm like the not fun mom but even ATVs um, those types of things summertime when people are on them like you see crazy stuff happen yes. and you see some horrible accidents golf cart accidents now too a lot of uh, ATV golf carts children who shouldn't be driving these things but they're all out having a blast Um, you you just need to police that and really be careful unfortunately we've seen and heard the stories um, of when it goes wrong and so we want you to have a great summer we want you to enjoy um, and we want summer to always be fun and you not have a memory of something you know tragic that happened or could have been tragic So last minute advice for how to stay safe this summer, use your sunscreen, make sure you're drinking plenty of water, be safe when you're near water, wear your helmets, and most importantly, have a great summer. We like to leave you on a good note. So here's today's Tell Me Something Good. Something good is old friends, people who we have been able to call friend for a long time. These people we have a history with, they know us in so many different times and space. And when we get together with old friends, it just allows us to be our genuine self. So reach out to one of those old friends today and make sure that you're putting some energy into those old friendships. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, take care of yourself.